right. Well, let's get into the word today. We're going to talk about the alignment of trust. We're just going to build on what Kate uh, laid a foundation for several weeks back. But the alignment of trust. And if you notice, we've got multiple things there that are balancing these rocks. But that's what, when, when you want to take trust to the next level within your own walk and within your own journey, uh, there's going to be some uh, multiple things that you're going to do here. We're going to talk about that today. But there's one major reason why God wants you to trust him. It's because it helps align you to receive his blessing, to receive his purpose and his destiny for you. That's the reason why he saved you. So oh, he saved me because I was a lost sheep. I was just a lost. No, no, no. He saved. The Bible says that you are saved according to his purpose and glory. In other words, he saved you because he's got a purpose for you. He's got a reason for you to be here. He didn't, it's not an accident that you're here and he's got a place for you in his kingdom. It's not about your ministry. It's about what, where you fit in his kingdom. So uh, trust actually helps line you up for that. So Kate, I believe this may have been one of your scriptures, so we're going to borrow it. Jeremiah chapter 17, verse 7 and 8. But blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord, whose confidence is in him. Why is he blessed? Well, because they'll be like a tree planted by the water that sends out its roots by the stream. Uh, does not fear when the heat comes. Its leaves are always going to be green. Uh, he ain't going to worry in the year of drought because, the, because he never uh, fails to bear fruit. So there's this sense of prosperity. There's the sense of perseverance that takes place uh, when you trust in God. And we say that really casually within, uh, within our own faith and within our churches and our congregations and our prayer meetings and our, and our Bible studies. Like, well, trust in the Lord, brother. Come on, keep trusting in God. Well, you know, you're going to have to trust in God on this. Well, that's true. But there's also a, a, something extra that we're going to add to it because we, we want to make whatever... Whatever his will is in heaven, we want it to be done on earth. So whatever takes place in the heavenlies, and I don't mean heaven as far as our, our eternal abode floating around in the sweet by and by somewhere. I'm, I'm talking about in the spiritual. Whatever is taking place in the spiritual part of your life that you connect with inwardly, we need to get it out on the outside into our physical, right? And so how do we manifest our trust in God to make it impact our life. There's something that we can do, and it aligns us, all right? So this is what it is. We're going to go to this next part. Titus chapter 3, verse 8 is a wonderful uh, example. Paul says, this is a trustworthy saying. This is a trustworthy saying. Oh, that means, okay, get out your notes. Let's, let's write this down. Paul says, and I want you to stress these things, okay? So there's a couple of things we need to stress, he's saying, so that those who have trusted in God, may be careful to devote themselves to doing what is good. These are two things he's saying I want you to stress. Trust God and then do good. Everyone say it. Trust God and do good. One more time. And that reminds me of being on the conquistador when, in spring break when I was in junior high and high school, you know, everyone, anyone, you'd go up one side, someone yell, last filling. Everyone would go, tastes great. That's kind of what that reminded me of. I'm sorry. So <laughs> trust God. 
do good. Trust God, do good. So in other words, it's not just about trusting God. Oh, trust in the Lord. Yeah, we absolutely need to trust him. Why? Because you can't trust anything else. You can't put your trust in man. You can't put your trust in the economy. You can't put your trust in the government. You can't put your trust in uh, things. Say, well, no, I got some good people around me. Awesome. I praise God for that. Every single one of those people will let you down at some point in your life. Everyone in my life, and I've been surrounded by incredible godly people that have poured in so much love, patience, and, and strength into my life, spoken the word into my life, been there when I needed them. Guess what? On an individual basis, there's been some day here or there that they've let me down. And I've done the same for them. <laughs> I've returned the favor in some kind of way. Why? Because we're all human. Think about it. Is there anyone in your life that has performed perfectly for you? No. So don't put your trust in man. Don't put your trust in your friends. Don't put your trust in your family. Put your trust in God. Why? Because how, how often is he faithful? Every day. He's perfect. He'll never fail you. He'll always say, well, I don't know. I prayed and I, I didn't have my prayer answer. Well, maybe he didn't say yes. Maybe the answer was no. <laughs> you know? Either way, he's answering you. So, yes, put your trust in God. This last season that I've been going through and, and continue to go through, it's just evolving for me on a personal scale. Um, but the last quarter of the year, every morning when I wake up, that's the first question he would ask me. David, do you trust me today? Yes, sir, I do. Then do what I tell you to do. Okay, what do you want me to do? I want you to go pray for this person. Can I pray for me right now? Well, right now I want you to go pray for this person. Okay, so I go pray for them. What do you want me to do today? I want you to organize this neighborhood prayer meeting. Can we get a neighborhood prayer meeting for me with what I'm going through? No, I want you to do this. Okay, you know, what do you want me to do today? I want you to go take this person out to eat and love on them. I want you to go counsel with this person. I want you to, what, what was he doing? He was trying to align me. He would, do you trust me? Yes. Now, go do good. That's what he was trying to do. He was trying to align me in my trust. He was trying to help me get the trust that I felt inside in my spirit to manifest all around me in my world by trusting God and doing good. Was it because I was some, I'm some kind of Superman? Absolutely not. I'm the most flawed human in here. But, but he was teaching me a principle. Trust God and do good. Trust God and do good. It follows really the prayer pattern that Jesus taught in the book of Mark, chapter 11, verse 24. Jesus said this, this is what, how he's teaching his, his, his children to, or his disciples to um, pray. He says, therefore I tell you, whatever you ask in prayer, believe that you have received it and it will be yours. Think about that. He said, when you ask, when you go to pray and you ask for something, Believe that you've already received it. Believe that it's already yours. And it will happen. It, it will be yours. What is, he, what is he saying to do? He's saying to assume a posture in your life that it's already taken care of. So if I can trust, if I say I trust him, and think about it, we're all bad about this. Lord, I trust you. And then the rest of the day we worry about it. Okay, Lord, are you going to come through with me? How am I going to get this done? How am I going to pay this? How, how, what's going to happen if you don't heal this person? What's going to happen if, well, you know, what if I lose this? Or what if this? Or what if this person gets irritated? Or what, what, we, just, we, we constantly fill our minds and our, our attention, our intention with worry, anxiety, everything else. Why? Because we've not allowed that trust really to affect the rest of our life. But when you trust God, and then you say, Lord, I trust you so much that this need that I have, I'm going to lay it at your feet. 
because I know you're going to take care of it. Now, I'm going to go do good for someone else. What are you saying? I'm trusting you with my need. Now, let me forget about it and go help someone with their need. Let me go do good. Let me be a blessing to someone else. Well, what about your fire? Oh, he's going to take care of it. I want to help you with your fire. Same thing with the, this, this principle of prayer. And maybe one day we'll get into the, man, we could camp here for several weeks. But, but that's what he's saying. When you pray and you ask for something, assume that I'm already taking care of it. Believe that you've already received it. And then go about your business and let me bring it about in my time. Let me bring it about in the perfect way for you. It may not be the way that you imagined I would do it. I may not answer it. When, when we lay a prayer at the feet of God, there is a myriad of avenues he can take to bring about the answer to that prayer. The problem is, as we get disappointed because in our finite minds, we have one or two ways that we think that he needs to answer that prayer. And if he doesn't do it, you didn't answer my prayer. Well, he's got an infinite ways, amount of ways to answer that prayer. So pray it, believe that it's taken care of, and move on. It's the same thing with trusting God. Here we go again. Psalm chapter 37, verse 3. Trust in the Lord. And what? Oh, someone preached today. Come on. Trust in the Lord and do good. Look at all this prosperity that takes place next. Dwell in the land and feed on his faithfulness. How often is he faithful? Always. That means you've always got sustenance to feed on. You don't get to just pass through the land. You don't get to just visit the land. You get to dwell in his presence. You get to dwell in the land. Why? Because you're trusting him, and you're trusting him enough just to leave it with him, and then you're now you're going to go do good. You're going to go bless somebody else. If you're going through something today that you need to trust God, let me recommend something. Leave it with him, and then find a need in someone else's life and meet it. Uh, it, it happened to me uh, back in August. There's only two times in my life that I've ever experienced a true anxiety attack. Uh, I try not to be a worry ward. I try not to be anxious about things. But there's been twice in my life that, I, that anxiety has hit me. And some, some of you that may, may deal with anxiety attacks may, may have experienced this before. I mean, it, it's the wall started closing on, on me. I couldn't. I, I was trying to figure things out. I wasn't trusting God. Uh, I was... I was trying to map out what the immediate future held for me. You know, I'm, I'm coming into a season where I'm personally walking through some new territory for me. Uh, it's uncharted for me. Uh, if, if I allowed it to, I could, I could get really anxious about it. But, the, you know, so here I am in my finite mind trying to do some math, trying to figure this out, trying to figure that out. Things weren't adding up the way I needed them to. All of a sudden, anxiety started flooding in. A million, a, a million thoughts that I couldn't control. It was almost like 100 people were standing outside my head just screaming at me. All these negative thoughts, thoughts of worry, thoughts, thoughts of defeat. Uh, I felt like the walls were closing in. Uh, uh, I couldn't breathe. I, just, I, I got up, was trying to walk down the hallway at work just to head to the bathroom, just kind of clear my head, and just you know, was having to hang on to the wall. And... and uh, and later that day, what was funny is within, within an hour, I was going to need to leave work because uh, the pastorals have myself, Ryan, and Becca were scheduled to be up at Viridian Elementary to help the teachers. They had pallets of boxes of new curriculum that needed to be dispersed to all the classrooms. And so we had we told them, yeah, hey, we'll come up and we'll help move all these pallets for you and get, get these boxes offloaded for all the teachers and, and just go up and love on the teachers and bless them. Well, 
and, and I was like, Lord, I can't do it. I was, I was in the process of trying to find my phone to, to text Ryan to let him know, hey, man, something's come up. Because I, I just, I, I thought I couldn't deal with the world. Uh, it was literally, I knew what was happening because it's only happened to me one other time, but I, I knew what was happening. I'm having, I'm having an anxiety attack. And I was calling out to God. I couldn't hear him, couldn't hear him. And finally, finally, I heard the voice of God. He said, go and love on the teachers. I said, I can't, I can't, I can't, I'm not in any shape. And by the time I showed up, you know, I don't know, Ryan, I don't know what I looked like to you, man. I was just in a fog <laughs> and, and, and was just, I, I, but, but as over the next hour and a half, two hours that we were there, we had a chance just to pour into these teachers' lives, to just move these boxes, get all sweaty and just, you know, and plus if, if you've been around me long enough, I don't mind working, but if I'm working, I'm going to have fun, and it's just going to be a big comedy show anyway. And so, like, we were just laughing, having a good time. There was something about doing good, just trusting God enough. And that's what he asked me before I left. He goes, do you trust me? Yes, then go. And there was something about leaving everything at his feet and going and doing good that regrounded me and it resettled me. And at the end of that two hours, I was starting to feel human again. I was starting to see clearly. I was starting to breathe. Why? Because I had aligned myself to his purpose. I trusted him, but I went and did good. It's a powerful, powerful tool. I encourage you to do it. There's something, something crazy about trust. When you fully trust, you let go and you relax. Uh, I saw it in Lily's eyes just last week. Uh, I'd, I'd gotten all home, home from work, and I had Lily, and uh, Sophie was heading to her homecoming dance, and, and a friend of mine said, hey, look, I, I've got my kids down here at the lake. Uh, I've got my paddleboard. Why don't you come out, because Lily loves playing with these kids. So, okay, all right, all right. So we came out, and well, Lily and, and her, her little friend Mason were, were hanging out on, on this paddle boat, and, and we're kind of just paddling around, and Lily's you know, she's just, if you know her, she's got incredible balance and there's, she's just very athletic and very kinesthetic. And so she's just out there looking like some, you know, ancient fisherman, you know, just on this paddle boat, you know. And, and I turned my head and got caught up in a conversation with one of the neighbors out here for about three minutes. And all of a sudden it clicked and I thought, oh, where are they? Where are they at? And I, and I turned around. They had just been right off of the beach right over here, the sandy beach. I looked up, and they were way out here, you know, and I'm thinking, oh, my God, that's really long, so I, you know, I, I'm, I'm going out on the ledge out here, and I'm yelling to Lily, I'm like, Lily, get, come on back, and she's, like, waving her oar, like, that ain't gonna happen, you know, <laughs> and I'm like, ah, uh, you know, and it's just for a split second, it's just horror, right, because, you know, here's an eight-year-old and a seven-year-old on a paddle boat in the middle of the lake way out here. So I'm like, I, it's a good thing fat floats, right? So like, I go, I go running out. I'm like, all right, I'm going to have to swim, swim to him, right? So as I'm, and I'm, I'm walking as far as I can on the shore. Well, well, this place was rented out that particular evening. I, I don't know for a wedding or what. And there was all these people in nice clothes that were just out there taking pictures and just, you know, calling to, and I'm like, and, and then they see me trudging through the water and they're like, are these your, and I'm, I'm already panicked enough, and, and, and here's, you know, these people, and plus I'm like, I, you know, it's not like I'm in any shape to, like, swim a quarter of a mile back, you know, like, it's been a long time since I've done that kind of swimming, right? And, and not in fighting shape right now, Isaac, man, I got, you know, 
hopefully it'll come, you know, <laughs> but they tell me that this is a diet that I'm going through, not the funnest diet, but you know, we're, we're going to do this. So, so anyways, these people like start yelling at me. They're like, are these your kids? And I said, I don't know who these kids are. I got to go save them. I don't know who they are. I'm just, you know, trying to deny a bunch of Asian kids out here. What's going on, man? Just, you know, and so like here I am swimming out there. And then in the meantime, like, you know, the, her, the little boy with her is trying to, like, he's panicking, right? He just, he's, because he'd been calling out, and no one, you couldn't hear anyone out there. And, and I'm, you know, and I'm just, like, just swimming, and he's paddling. Well, he's taking it further. I was finally yelling. I was like, Lily, get him to stop paddling. So, like, she just swings her oar at him. She's like, stop paddling, sit down. You know, because Lily will at least, she's kind of my teammate. She'll at least take instructions. So I, I just hear her, sit down, stop, just put it down. And then, and, and I'm like swimming, swimming, swimming. And I look up and I'm like, Lord, they're not any closer to me. You know, and it's like, just keep swimming. So I, I kept swimming, kept swimming. By the time I got out there, and, all, and by that point, I wasn't even worried about saving them. I just wanted to save me and like grab onto it, right? That was my motivation. So I, I go out there and I, I grab hold and, and, and you know, I, I wind up calling him his brother's name. I was like, man, just sit down. And he goes, that's not, my name's Mason. I was like, I will call you anything I want to at the moment, you know? And, and so I grab hold and I'm like, you know, breathing, and I look at Lily. Well, he's crying, of course, because he's scared. You're a little seven-year-old scared, and and I'm looking at Lily, and she's just kind of hanging out, and I'm like, "Are you okay?" She goes, "Yeah." I'm like, "Are you scared?" She goes, "No, nah, I knew you'd come get me," <laughs> and I didn't know whether to be touched or like really mad because I was like. I was like, well, you, no, you can't do it. So I'm, all right, just sit tight. And I'm like, you know, swimming them back and all that stuff. So let me just say, like, it, it is deeper out there than it is over here. Just, I'm just, I'm, I'm telling you, it's a lot deeper. So it's, it's, uh, you know, and, and, uh, you know, so I, I told um, Rachel she, at the, you know, for, for the sailing club, I said, no, you need to come up with some kind of lore about, so that you can get people to su sign up for the sailing club that, you know, we, we need, you know, the, the, the merman of the lake. We don't, need, we don't have a mermaid. We got a merman. Well, I became the merman that night. Like, the, so it's, uh, there was some spot. So I come bring them back. And, of course, these people are applauding because I saved these two children that I didn't even know or whatever and all that stuff. But the point of it is, it, it, to this day, I can see Lily's face where the other, the other child was, you know, really scared and crying. And when we got him back, he ran over to his parents and he's just bawling and just... Why didn't you come for me? And you know, all that, and, and I felt bad for him. But Lily's just, just another day in her life, you know. And I thought, Lord, let me be that way with you, because she really was in a dangerous spot. But in her mind, it was like, oh, it's all good. Dad's coming; he'll come for me, you know. And I'm glad she has more confidence in me than I have in me, or whatever. But man, if I could be that way with the Lord, if I could be that way with the Lord. So let's talk about being a blessing, real quick. This is one reason why you want to be a blessing. Look at this. Whoever brings a blessing, somebody bring a blessing to someone today. Whoever brings a blessing will be enriched. And one who waters will himself be watered. That's one of the great things about being, man, when you can be a blessing to someone, when you can trust God and go do good today, find someone's need and meet it. It's going to strengthen you. You're going to be enriched. You're going to be watered. You're going to get sustenance. As you're pouring out, you get poured into. It's a wonderful principle. 
2 Corinthians 9, 8, 8 and 10, God is able to make every blessing of yours overflow for you so that in every situation, you will always have all you need for any good work. Amen. Amen. Let's all stand. Uh, the, the, um, I can't stress how important each and every one of you are to the kingdom of God, for your role in the kingdom of God, because no one can do it the way that you do it. No one can fit that role the way that God has designed for you to fit that role. If God gave you breath today and gave you consciousness to wake up, it's not because you needed another day, but it's because someone needed you today. Let that sink in. If you wake up, any morning you wake up, it's not for you. It's because someone needs you. So God woke you up. And he's going to keep waking you up until your allotted days are done and your mission is complete. But until then, you have a mission. And here's your marching orders for this week. Trust God. Whatever it is, you, any need you have, lay it at his feet. Put it in his hands and know that it's in the best hands in the world. Leave it there. And then allow that trust to manifest in your physical world by assuming a posture of, oh, he's already got it. Let me go help someone else's need. Trust God and do good. It's the alignment of trust. It lines you up for your destiny. It lines you up for your purpose in the kingdom. And it lines you up for his blessings. We're going to pray real quick. Father, I thank you for your word. A lot of us carry a lot of need and a lot of burden. A lot of us have faced challenges. But we have a big God who's much larger than any challenge that we may see, much grander than any mountain we may have to climb. So, Lord, today we put everything in your hands. We just trust you with our lives because we really don't have anything else we can turn to. You're the, you're the best thing out there. And, Lord, today we make a choice to trust you so much that we can walk away from those needs and just focus on someone else and love them, bless them, care for them, raise them up, walk with them, and let your kingdom expand through each and every one of us. And we praise you. In Jesus' name, amen.